When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ten to twenty-five, moving left to right on the Buccaneers. Back to throw is Mayfield throwing deep down the sideline. He's got Trey Palmer. Palmer makes the catch all the way down to the Saints. Fumble because nobody touched him, and I believe the Saints got it. It is Saints football. As Palmer fumbled as he went to the ground. Chris Salave played last year yes. against the Saints. That's a catch, and he did not give himself up. He just fumbled it. And we're back on. The Fumble Rooski podcast, I mean inside black and gold, where no one can fall to the ground and hold on to the ball. Man, Trey Palmer must feel like a big old jerk. Uh, he was he, he had a huge play in that game. He had a huge play in week four. Uh, he had caught the touchdown after the Adam Prentice fumble that we talked about. That's an embarrassing moment. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we're going to talk about what didn't work. One thing that didn't work late in the game was... Chumpling. You know, what the hell happened? Right. right? <laughs> you, all, you, like all you had to do to win that game easily was say, hey, we're basically just going to play fences. Like we're going to force you to throw it underneath. We're going to give you plenty of yards. We're just going to make sure we tackle you inbounds. Mm. Like if you would force them to take even like five plays, two and a half minutes, that game's over. Instead, you basically like – if not for that Trey Palmer fumble, I mean, you, they would have been set up in the red zone. Heck, he might have scored if he didn't lose his feet. They would have been at, at minimum set up in or close to the red zone with like five minutes to go, three timeouts. And, you know, I think they already had a touchdown at that point. So that would have put that would have been 14. No. Yeah. So he had already caught a touchdown. That's why I was getting confused. He okay. caught the, the touchdown with uh, 7.56 to go. So it was seven to twenty, I believe, or maybe seven to twenty-three, and then so the fumble came with three forty-eight left. So they would have been in position to potentially score with well before the two-minute warning with timeouts, and instead the Saints took over. And at that point, it was like it was going to take some some pretty strong effort by the Saints to blow that once they got it back, but they still tried. I mean, <laughs> what was the what was the Chris Godwin drive? The, the touchdown to Chris Godwin, fifteen seconds. Right. No, that one when we were in the sports office, me and the Cajun Cannon kind of looking at each other like, uh, I don't like that. I mean, well, and then and then they converted on the two point conversion. It was very weird because you know it was obviously a late hit, which Tristan Werfs is real mad about. Oh, and he was mad. Like they're still talking about Nathan Shepard hitting Baker late in week four. The thing that well, what they're not talking about is horse collar tackles and destroying Jameis Winston's knee. Cause apparently that's, we don't talk about that one. That's, that's not, a, that's, 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 nah, we're good. Um, but 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. And previous cheap shots to Lattimore when he's not looking. Right, right. We're not talking about Mike Evans kamikazing Marshawn Lattimore in week two of last year, right? Yeah, that's not something we need to talk about. No, no. <laughs> I've never, like that, I, you would not convince me that he was not trying to get both of them ejected. <laughs> <laughs> in that right. game like that was his move he was like oh i can't i can't win so i'm gonna you know i'm gonna take my ball and go home but no i mean so chris godwin caught, catches a long touchdown and you know so the what happened was chris godwin went out of bounds and came back in and caught it right and so i can't remember if that was the hit i think that was i think that was when baker got hit by tyron matthew and it was a late hit but it wasn't dirty it was you know it was a it was a hit he got hit but I mean, I'm sure right. probably going to get fined. Let's let's just be real. Uh, I mean, yeah. but I I mean, in terms of a like when you when you're talking about like oh that was a dirty hit, it's like that nah, was a late hit. You see late hits all the time. Not like you went low, you didn't go high, right? You just hit them. Sometimes you get hit. It's the NFL. The the one from Nathan Shepard in week four, I actually think he has a better gripe about uh because that was a dirty hit. Ball <laughs> <laughs> was well out of his hand and and it's like when it's the 57 defensive back hitting you with his shoulder it feels like it's like yeah well, come on baker be a man. You know, I had one of you know one of our coworkers texted me about you know the the video of Tristan Wirth complaining and I'm I'm there trying to think I'm like I'm going to have to rewatch the hit because it really didn't stand out to any anything to me that was so egregious. It wasn't egregious. It was a penalty. It was a late hit. But I mean, it wasn't like you know. I mean, it, he he's running up the old. He makes it. But the the one from Nathan Shepard in Week Four was pretty was pretty nasty. Um, so I get I if that's probably like if it was just the Tyron Matthew, you probably wouldn't have heard anything from Tristan. But that like again, if you want to go back and watch it, like that was a pretty I, that was pretty wild when it happened. And both of them were very merited penalties. Actually, I don't think Nathan was fined. I'd have to go back and check. Either way. Um, the, so the two point conversion didn't like they ended up failing on the second attempt. Paulson Debo intercepted the ball and for some reason decided to go for a jog. Right. I mean, what he did this uh, he he uh, he did the same thing against the Vikings. If you remember, he intercepted uh, Joshua Dobbs, but it was a penalty, so like it didn't count, and like everyone knew it didn't count. But he still like ran around for like twenty seconds, even though it was a return that would not count. I don't know. Paulson just likes to practice his his returns. I guess I, that's the only thing I can think of because why would you like just go down? He's not, yeah, running, I, not running that all the way back, and why it doesn't matter if you do. I wasn't sure uh, if it was going to count as an interception. It does not. It's just a two point conversion failed. Statistically, no. There's no right. stats on that play. It's not a catch. It's not, you know, fantasy wise. I don't know if it counts because because like a converted two point counts in fantasy. Yeah, point, right. so I don't know if it counts as a pass defense or whatever. Right. It should count as a pass defense. The interception shouldn't count because it's not a turnover. But it's it is a pass anyway. anyway. But uh, yeah, he ran the. Uh, he was trying to run it all the way back, <laughs> just just to like pour salt in the wound. I don't know. Yeah, I guess he was feeling it like the, with the rest of the defense that day. I don't know. Yeah, it was a nice play by him. You know, uh, it, it ended the game because, the, you know, it's we were talking about this. The Saints really haven't had a lot of games where it didn't come down to the final possession this year. Like, well, even when things are going badly, these typically end up being, you know, one score games. There's only two that I can think of that did not. So it was the Bucks in week four and then the Falcons in week 10, week 11, week 12. 
That's correct. Week 12, because they were off in week 11. And even that game, like it, Blake Groupie missed a field goal that would have cut it to six and given them a chance at an onside kick. So even that was a reasonably, comp- you know, the, the game wasn't over in the third quarter, right? But this game, you know, the, like that onside kick didn't matter. They would have had to actually score and recover another one to have a chance at the to win that game. So um, that two point conversion, I was concerned when they when they initially scored that two point conversion. I was like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna get the onside kick. They're gonna get it. This is gonna happen. Uh, but then, so you know, uh, like you need to be better in those situations. And I think part of it is just like they haven't been in a lot of them, right? They they haven't been in a lot of situations where it's like this desperation comeback attempt. Like when it, the Patriots game, they were up by a lot, but it was like there's nothing they could do. The Giants game was similar. Like they were not coming back in that game. But I mean, you saw in week in week two, they they did struggle in a situation like that against the Panthers. Um, so you know, and it's just a it's something they're just not not particularly good at. And I think part of it is they don't want to get out of their comfort zone in terms of okay, we've been playing this way the whole game, so we don't want to suddenly start playing prevent and go into a shell. But at a certain point, you just, you do like it does benefit you to go into a shell. Like if the alternative is they're just going to take shot after shot after shot, just go into a shell, guys. That's how you stop that. Yeah, that it definitely was wasn't pretty, and put a lot of doubt and fear into fans uh, during during the game when you, you know you pretty much were handling this team for the for the first half very easily. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, a couple other things that did not work were lower extremities. Got a couple injuries in this game. Alvin Kamara. That was a big disappointment, sprain. obviously. Yeah, he went off the field. It was a, one of those hip drop tackles everyone likes to talk about. Uh, got kind of rolled up on. I believe it was his right ankle as he was going out of bounds. He did. I, I didn't see it, um, but apparently he came out after halftime uh, and tried to work it out, see if and he could go right and back the, around. The answer was no. He went back in the locker room, did not return. Um, so, you know, that's going to be tough if you don't have him in week 18 against the Falcons. Will Kendra Miller finally, you know, will he do like the, the uh, what, what's the the, the wrestler, um, The Undertaker? Is that who Rise it is? up. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> maybe that'll be Kendra. Uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's. Yeah, maybe James Robinson makes an appearance. Like you're gonna have to if Alvin can't go, someone's gonna have to step up. And you know, hope I'd love that to be Kendra. <laughs> uh, but I just don't know if his ankle's gonna allow him to go. But because ankle injuries are tough, right? For especially for a running back, because you need to be able to not only play at a high level, but also protect yourself, right? And if you don't feel like you can do that, then I don't think you can be out there. But so that's gonna be one to watch throughout the week. The other two the significant injuries, Nephi Sewell, he tore his ACL or did something to his ACL. I imagine it's torn. And so he's going to have to have surgery. He's done for a while. That's a bummer for him because he had played himself into a role, you know, and a second year UDFA. Um, hopefully he can get back. But, you know, that's going to be an injury that probably keeps him out well into next season. Right. Uh, I would imagine he starts on pup. And yeah. So that's even if you want to keep him around, he's that's that's going to be a long recovery timeline. Yeah, they've had tough times with the linebacker slash big time special teams contributors, you know? Yeah. I mean, injuries, injuries happen. I think Andrew Dow is the other one you're talking about. Right. Um, Yeah. So not ideal. And again, just a bummer for a guy who's played well and and did everything right. Um, Someone you root for, Nephi. 
No, 100%. Uh, the other guy, Landon Young, he's dealing with the similar injury to the same knee that he dealt with. If you recall, the it was actually the practice at the Superdome on the final play. He went down with a knee injury, missed the first several weeks of the season, never went on IR. I don't think he, he didn't have to have surgery as far as I know. Um, but, you know, it's a recurrence of that injury. And so, yeah, you're probably not going to have – oh, gosh, I keep going. You're probably not going to have him uh, in Week 18, so you're going to rely on Cam Irving and who backs up Cam Irving. That I do not know. Maybe you have <laughs> to sign somebody uh, because it's very clear that they will do anything but put Trevor Penning on the field. And obviously he's the left tackle, not the right tackle. You're not going to put him in at right tackle. But you'd think that, you know – you could put James Hurst at right tackle and kick Andres Pete into guard, but that would require Trevor Penning to play a meaningful snap of football. And apparently and that is against the rules. He's only allowed to be in for field goals and kneel downs. That's why you dropped hell, him. How the hell do you take that mentally as a first round pick, man? I mean, maybe that's why they, I think that's why they drafted him. They really loved his field goal blocking game. Oh, shut and, up. And he felt like, they felt like he could really give them an edge on the kneel down uh, reps. Oh, lovely! He's really good at that. You, 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 I mean, it's incredible. He's just a monster out there. Yeah, it's it's actually one of the questions. Like even in the post game show, people are like, "So it's pending a bust." And I was like, "I, I don't want to call him that, but it's hard not to." I'm not going to call him a bust, be only because they're clearly treating him like a rookie in the sense that. I wouldn't I wouldn't say a guy struggled in his rookie season so he can't get better. But it's it's just hard. I mean that you he's going to get a chance, right? Like you're going to come back next year and you're going to give him a chance, but <laughs> I don't know maybe you try to make guard, maybe you try to move him to maybe move him to right tackle. Maybe you know, that's obviously not an ideal situation, but I do think the pass protection needs are a little different at right tackle. It's more of a run blocking <laughs> position. So maybe that does suit him better. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. May, maybe a new offensive line coach could do wonders too. Who knows? Uh, yeah. I mean, again, I'm not talking about the offseason. Right. This right exactly. I got you. Yeah. I, that's going to be a discussion that I want to get into uh, in terms of like much later. Gonna, you have to try, right? Like that's, that's been my biggest gripe from this season is <laughs> you just gave up. And I don't, and it's like, I don't, has he, was he really that bad? I don't. I don't know. Well, that's again exactly. Uh, it feels like there might be a little more there. To I don't know if it's a clash of personalities or what, but it's it's odd. It is odd. He's not inactive either. That's the weird thing. It's like he is yeah. active. He has been inactive zero times this year. <laughs> um, so anyway, let's. Uh, I, I thought again. I thought the the pass blocking was pretty good for this this game in general and the run blocking. So it's not hurting you. And I I, I like Cam Irving. I don't know if he's necessarily in perfect shape right now. Because he was dealing with cramps late in that game, it's tough to be in great shape. You're a three. You got. You got to be 300 pounds as an offensive lineman, but you're not getting reps in practice, and you're not playing. So it it has to be very like I I have no frame of reference for this, but I have to imagine it's very difficult to stay in game shape as a backup offensive lineman, right? Like you have to play. You know, like that's like this like Zion Williamson. Uh, if he's not playing basketball, it was just going to balloon. Right, right? exactly. Uh, just, that's so built. Yeah, like I feel like that's that's just – so hopefully with a week of 
practice reps and you can get that. But I, I saw him, uh, I saw him with the oxygen on the sideline and uh, he, he was cramping late in the game there. So like, I like Cam. I think he's played well when he's been in there. So I don't think it's a huge um, step back from, from what you have with Landon, but that's going to be something. Anyway, that's the health uh, that you're going to have to watch. Now, a couple other things, third and penalty. That was the, the Bucks' best offense in the first three quarters of that game was yeah. allowing the Saints to foul them on third Ugh. and long. Yeah. That was uh, D1 with the face mask. Yeah, and that on that drive alone, they had so they had a third and fifteen that they converted uh with a with a hold on a Debo. They had a third and nine right. backed up their own goal line that they converted with a face mask penalty on Brazil, which is frustrating because he had a sack. Like he he was there. It wasn't like he was beat and or like he was just reaching to try to take him down. And he's like, no, he was he had him. Yeah. And so like that was instead of a sack, it was a first down. And then they also had a third and nine that or maybe it's third and seven or third and eight that uh, Paulson Debo slipped and Mike Evans caught it for 33 yards. Basically, yeah. the only thing Mike Evans did all day. And uh, so like you got to be you, you can't. You know, in a, in a in a more competitive game, you'd be looking at that and being like, "That's why you lost because you got him in third and long so many times." And uh, like in a lot of instances, you'd be like, "Oh, he ran for it." No, that wasn't the case today. Baker didn't run at all. You actually did a good job uh, stopping Baker from running, but in way too many instances, you got him in third and long and couldn't get off the field. And they weren't good on third down. You gave them free first downs, um, and so that was something that didn't work. You had to be better there, but. You know, you're nitpicking in a game that the defense pretty much dominated. Yeah, for sure. Those, what you just mentioned that you, right there, you know, it's kind of those things you're you're banging your head on the desk as we're watching that going, what the hell are you doing? You had him. You were getting – just get yeah. off the freaking field. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I think the pressure was really good in this game. You know, like that's one of the things we didn't really talk about because, again, there's 90 things we could – like there's so <laughs> many things that they did well in this game that it's hard to look at and be like, okay, well, let's name them all. Because the pass rush, I thought, had his best game. Or may, maybe not his best game because you did get a bunch of sacks against the Giants, but it's best game against an offensive line that isn't the worst in the NFL, right? Like the Panthers give up sacks to everybody. The Giants give up sacks to everybody. The Bucks aren't terrible up front, um, but the, the Saints beat them. And that's like the, you know, you stop the run, you get after the pack, passer. Like that's what you need to do. No, and you mentioned it too, right at the beginning. Is like this is a team you're facing that had been on a roll and put things together and had momentum, winning four straight, and you just you cut that off. Yep, agreed. Okay, one other stock down. Um, it's it's the guy who showed up to the game with a bag on his head. Oh gosh, I'm glad you brought that up. I hate that crap. Well, you know, so here's the thing: if you're gonna show up to the game with a bag on your head. Don't take it off because the team's playing well. Uh, That's was just weak. Like, if you're gonna bring that energy, keep that energy. Stick with it, brother. Right. Now it just looks soft. That's it. That's all no, I got. And to me, to me, the bags ended when this team won a Super Bowl. I don't give a shit. Well, and I mean, like, like this isn't a bag team. Like, I, I'm not I I, I Right, you're in playoff contention. Right, like you could, you could, you could still win the division. I don't think that just winning a Super Bowl means the bags can ever come back, right? Like there's scenarios where you're bad enough and it's that bad that it's like fine, like put a bag on, do do what you want to do. But 
This is not that season. No. I mean, come on. <laughs> like you get like the, I mean, look at the Panthers. <laughs> they have a, their owner is literally throwing drinks on people in the stands. How awful is that, right? Like that's a could you, you even imagine Mrs. Benson doing that and the backlash that we going throughout the league? I think I, I was trying to say, I was like I, I don't know if I've ever even seen Gail like upset even like my mildly upset <laughs> about anything I, I i mean and you know she's she's got a she's got a pretty good setup i mean yeah i think po- david tepper is just a child T- horrible look for them and i'm interested to see uh what the league's gonna do if he gets fined at all they have to find him i would they have think to so right him. he threw a drink on a fan was, was they were in jacksonville yes I think so. Must, Let me I check. think they were. Like that's wild. What what could the fan have possibly said to the billionaire that got under his skin that yeah, much? Yeah, it wasn't Jacksonville, right? <laughs> like, come on, come on, David. Um, but yeah, like the only thing the only thing Gail has uh, has thrown at fans is Mardi Gras beads, <laughs> and they want those. <laughs> right there, you go. Um. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, this is not a this is not a bag team. Yeah, so I and again, like I, if you're gonna wear a bag, wear a bag. Don't take the bag off. Wear the bag. So, so you saw the guy? He was bagless afterward. Like all of a sudden, the team started winning. Well, I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> right. So it's not like I could say like, well, that's the guy who had the bag on his head. But halfway through the game, there was no bag anymore. Hmm. Okay. So just saying. Like if you're gonna t- bring that energy with you all the way oh, to Tampa, man. keep that energy. Don't don't yeah, come on, come on. Because oh, I was looking for him. Because I wanted to take a picture, and right. he's gone. No bag. He was wearing a maybe it was jersey. a Tampa plant. Who knows? Yeah, they bought a Breeze jersey just for that. <laughs> yeah, man. Good oh, stuff. One of the negatives I thought was, uh, you know, you want to nitpick about stuff was that one play too. I don't know if he counted as a sack against Carr, but where yeah. he ran out of bounds and he could have thrown the ball away. That was the uh, that was the only sack of the game for the Bucks. Right, right. Okay, and he yeah, talked so about that in his post game. There, he talked about that in his post game because he was like, uh, like I need to point out that that's the offensive line didn't give up a sack. I did because I'm an idiot. Glad he, he did. That, yeah, exactly. Because I, I was like, what the hell are you doing? Well, he was he 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 waited too long, right? Like his plan was to extend the play. Maybe someone comes open and then throw it before he gets to the sideline, but he waited too long. I think he lost track of where he was and he ended up stepping out. It was close. Like if you if you challenged it, you might have gotten it in terms of like his foot might have been an inch off the ground, but the refs can only, you know, they're they 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 don't get to pause it and be like, oh, the ball was a quarter inch out of his hand and his foot <laughs> is, you know, they're just anticipating. And we already know the refs suck. So like yeah, and you're not going to challenge that. It's not. It's not worthwhile enough to challenge that. Right. So it was just you got to give yourself more of a margin to make sure that the right call is made. Because once the wrong call was made, it's not changing. So yeah, that was probably that was one of the things he did not do well. But didn't turn the ball over. Like that's been one of the positives for this team this season is they've taken care of the ball. Um, they got they have four takeaways on defense, so he won a lot of games that way. Massive um, against a team that we were all talking about. Oh man, the Bucks are plus ten coming into this. They the Bucks were the team that got four takeaways last week. And they beat right. the Jags, and then the Jags beat the Panthers so badly this week that they got the 
owner to throw drinks on pants. I'm wondering if we'll see um, Andy Dalton in the finale or they're just going to keep riding Bryce. I don't see how that would benefit you to play Andy. No, um, I think you're right. You want to give your rookie the experience, I guess. But to me, I, for Saints fans, I'd rather see Andy Dalton going against Tampa, honestly. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. let's talk about that in the next segment because we'll get yeah. into the playoff, playoff stuff. So let's wrap this one up. This is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Gelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. You can follow him at Steve Gelly WWL. If you haven't subscribed yet, do that. Do that. Do that. Anyway, we'll be right back. This is Inside Black. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about playoffs. Believe it or not. We'll be right back. Okay.